Shabbat Shalom. This week's parasha is Hukat Balak, which means devastator and decrees. In chapter 20, the Lord summons Moses and Aaron and instructs him to take the staff and to speak to the rock to yield its water. Unfortunately, Moses and Aaron did not heed Adonai's instructions. Instead, they gather the assembly before the rock and say, Listen now, you rebels. Shall we bring water from the rock out of this rock? Then Moses strikes the rock twice. Did God tell him to strike it twice? He did not even tell him to strike it once. Let me mention that in Exodus 17, God did tell Moses to strike the rock, but not this time. Therefore, it was presumptuous of Moses to do this. Adonai allowed the water to flow from the rock for the people, but Moses has transgressed. Some say that God punished Moses and Aaron because Moses struck the rock. But we must remember what Moses said to the Israelis. Listen now, you rebels, shall we bring water for you out of the rock? Moses was taking credit for the miracle. Had Moses acted privately, God may have dealt with Moses differently. But this was a public display. El Gabor, the mighty God, severely punished Moses. He would not be allowed to enter into the promised land with the rest of the Israelis. He and Aaron would die in the wilderness. Not long after this, Israel set out from Kadesh and came to Mount Hor. Aaron died there, and Israel mourned him for 30 days. At God's instruction, Aaron's son Eleazar became the next high priest. Think about this. God gave instruction to his two leaders, but instead of obeying his directive, Moses and Aaron followed their own course of action and suffered serious consequences. This teaches us those in positions of leadership in the New Covenant community have a higher calling and therefore a greater responsibility and will be judged more strictly. For those to whom much is given, much is required. Unfortunately, pastors, messianic rabbis, seeking approval from the world, often depart from the truth of Scripture and compromise theologically, for example, suggesting there are alternative ways to get to heaven than just believing in Messiah. But Yeshua told us in no uncertain terms in John 14, 16, there is no way to the Father except through the Son. Don't be like those who hear the word of God but then disregard it. The consequence of disobedience are just not worth it. The good news is that Al-Chai, the living God, is gracious and forgiving to his children, though we make mistakes. While Moses did not enter the promised land with that generation, he was given the, the privilege of seeing it in the sense he did enter it since he appeared on the Mount of Transfiguration with Elijah and Yeshua. In Parashah Balak, which means devastator and covers Numbers 22 2 through 25.9, the Israelis decisively defeat the Amorites because the Amorites did not want them passing through their land. This week, we find the Israelis camp near the border of Moab. King Balak sees how the Israeli army defeated the Amorites, and being afraid, Balak 
ordered some of his princes to go to the prophet Balaam and offer him gold and silver to bring him to Balak that he may put a curse on the Israelis. The king known for his knows, I'm sorry, the king knows that whom Balaam blesses and whom Balaam curses are cursed. In Second Peter, we are told about the way of Balaam. In Jude, we are versed about the heir of Balaam. In Revelation, we are instructed regarding the doctrine of Balaam. This prophet Balaam was a Midianite with quite a reputation. He was known to get results, and this is the account. When the princes reached Balaam and told him what King Balak ordered, Balaam, after some negotiating with the King Balak's men, the Lord speaks to Balaam and allowed him to go to Moab on the donkey and only say what the Lord told him. This is where we see the permissive will of God, which, brothers and sisters, we are all in because we are not able to live up to God's perfect will. Yeshua will permit us to do things in his permissive will, but there might be a price attached that we really don't want to pay. Many times we say things we are doing because God called us to do it, but often it is our own pride calling us, not God. At this point, point you might ask, or you might think that the prophet Balaam is acting on the Lord's will. This very next sentence tells us a different story. In verse 22, Scripture says, But God's anger was kindled because he went. So we can see that, it's, that God is not very impressed with Balaam the prophet. The angel of the Lord blocked the way as Balaam is riding on his donkey and is blinded by his own desires. The donkey sees the angel of the Lord and he halts. Balaam strikes the donkey getting back on course. Further down the road, the angel blocks Balaam's journey again, and the donkey backs up against a rock and crushes Balaam's leg. Hmm, justice. Once again, Balaam strikes his donkey, and Scripture tells us the donkey speaks to him and asks him, why are you beating me? Balaam explains without even recognizing the obvious that his donkey is talking to him. When Balaam realizes the angel of the Lord is standing in front of him, he gets down on his knees and he bows low. The angel of the Lord reminds the prophet Balaam once again to say nothing more than the Lord has instructed him. God knows Balaam's heart. Balaam reaches King Balak and gives him four oracles to give to the enemy of the chosen people. The oracles are God's words. Each time King Balak takes Balaam to a different hilltop. Balaam gives one of those oracles. Balaam brought from me from Aram, the king of Moab, from the eastern mountains. Come, he said, curse Jacob for me. Come, denounce Israel. How can I curse those whom God has not cursed? How can I denounce those whom the Lord has not denounced? Balak said to Balaam, what have you done to me? I brought you to curse my enemies but you have done nothing to but bless them. He answered, Must I not speak what the Lord put in my mouth? And after Balaam gives his second and third oracle, King Balak becomes very angry, and Balaam utters his last oracle. I see him, but not now. I behold him, but not near. A star will come out of Jacob. A scepter will rise out of Israel. He will 
crushed the foreheads of Malab, I'm sorry, Moab, the skulls of all the sons of Sheth. Balaam gives the four cryptic predictions against the nations. Brothers and sisters, let's draw some applications from the parasha. Much like the people of Israel who wandered the desert for 40 years, when they sinned, they were humbled and repented. Eventually, the perfect provision of our Lord Yeshua, as he was declared in John 3.16, God's love for the world was great enough that he gave his son. For all believed in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. There is only one way, and the gate is narrow. But the invitation is extended to all mankind. God has extended his mercy and his grace to everyone in this room. God's forgiveness is an incredible gift. Remember, a gift worth having is a gift worth sharing. The good news is that there is no better sacrificer or intercessor than Yeshua, the real Messiah, once and forever. Balaam was motivated by power and greed. In Jude 11, we see the heir of Balaam. We find out later that Balaam instigated a plan with King Balak to have the Moabite women visit the Israeli men and lead them to idol worship and sexual relations. As a result, 24,000 men lost their lives. Balaam did not understand how God's righteousness works. Balaam thought because of Israeli's failure, he would destroy the Israeli nation. But they were always under God's grace. So brothers and sisters, Balaam was no friend of God. In Balaam's last oracle, he mentions a star that would come out of Jacob. Some 1,500 years later, wise men followed a star that led them to Jerusalem, where a little boy was born, who would become Sar Shalom, Prince of Peace, El Gabor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, along with another prophecy in the book of Daniel that gave the time in which the Jewish Messiah would come, a prophecy of our Messiah. One final thought we should all remember, God will use us as an example, as he did with Samuel, who followed God, or he can use us as an example like Balaam, who was following his own desires. Brothers and sisters, choose wisely, use discernment, and examine your heart to see what type of example you will be for the Lord. You are always an example. Amen. Yes.